You've had a stroke. How did that happen and how to prevent that from happening again in the future? Access to our experts with in-depth information about the biggest health issues facing you today. The Specialists with Dr. Tom Miller is on The Scope. I'm here today with Dr. Dana DeWitt. She's a professor in neurology and a stroke specialist in the University of Utah in the Department of Neurology. Tell us a little bit about why people have strokes. You've had a stroke. What, what causes a stroke? So there are different causes of stroke, and it's important when you have a stroke to be evaluated by someone who helps determine why it happened. So a stroke can occur from a clot coming from the heart. It can occur from a clot coming from one of the arteries in your neck. Or it can occur because you've either had a blood vessel in the brain break or a blood vessel, small blood vessel in the brain close off. But the results are many times the same. Is that right? Yes. Debilitating problems. Debilitating problems, focal deficits, often that don't recover. So, Dana, tell me a little bit about what the causes behind those embolic, those those pieces of tissue that break off or vessels that burst. What are the main things that cause that to happen? lifestyle things that might cause another stroke in a patient? So we well know that smoking is one of the major causes of hardening of the arteries and high blood pressure. It's a major risk factor for stroke. Um, We know that high blood pressure is also a big risk factor for stroke. High blood pressure can cause blood vessels in the brain to thicken. It can be one of the causes for atherosclerosis as well and can also cause heart disease. And then we know that cardiac conditions, people who have had heart attacks whose heart doesn't pump normally. And then there's an irregular heartbeat called atrial fibrillation, which carries a high risk of stroke. Um, And that's when a certain part of the heart called the atrium actually becomes a little stretched and fibrillates and clot can form in the heart. Now, what about age? Is age related to stroke? Well, we know well that as people get older, the risk of stroke is greater. We also do see stroke in young people on occasion. Um, Sometimes that can be due to hypercoagulable or clotting problems or something called dissection in blood vessels or tears in blood vessels. But the major strokes occur in older patients. Men and women about the same? Yeah, men, there's a higher risk of stroke in men. Um, and again, causes of stroke in women is a little different, except if a, if a woman was a smoker and had hypertension and high cholesterol for years, then her risk is the same. So now I'm assuming that if you've had a stroke, your risk of having another stroke is higher. Is that higher than the average population's risk? Is that true? It is. Evaluating those patients is why that's so important. There's also something called a TIA, which is really a transient ischemic event, which is a stroke-like event presumed caused by the same thing that causes a stroke, but it clears quickly. And patients then are also at risk for a stroke within a short period of time. So it's an important thing for a doctor to evaluate you for your blood pressure. Um, If you're a smoker, you need to stop smoking. You need to know what your cholesterol is and treat your cholesterol. And you need to have your heart evaluated to see if you might have atrial fibrillation or some other cardiac risk. It's true. I think that many people that have atrial fibrillation may not know that. That's very true. Atrial fibrillation, we're finding more and more out about it, but It may be that atrial fibrillation actually isn't seen at the time that the stroke occurs. Um, It may actually be found later. 
And there now are methods, uh, 30-day monitors or what we call loop recorders, which are implantable recorders that watch over a heart for a long period of time to see if atrial fibrillation occurs. A heart ultrasound called an echocardiogram can sometimes tell us if the heart is abnormal in a way that could put patients at risk for atrial fibrillation. It's very important because the treatment is... And those work better... To reduce the risk of stroke in the future. Yes, for atrial fibrillation, absolutely. And so it is important to know whether that occurs and whether it needs to be treated in that way. Let me ask you a couple of other questions. Uh, How about diabetes? Is there a risk of stroke associated with just diabetes? There is a risk of stroke with diabetes. Diabetes is hard on the blood vessels, and it can promote more atherosclerosis. It also causes... Uh, damage to very small blood vessels, which can cause small, deep strokes. We know that patients with diabetes sometimes get uh, damage to the arteries in their retina, in their eye, and also in their kidneys. And so the same process can happen in the brain and cause strokes. How about just obesity in general? People who are not in very good shape, they're, they're overweight, they're not working out much. That carries a risk as well. Metabolic syndrome, we know, is kind of a pre-diabetic condition, but patients who are obese are also more prone to high blood pressure. They're more prone to high cholesterol, and those carry risk of stroke. So it sounds to me like high blood pressure, diabetes, possible uh, cardiac function, you know, if your heart's pumping well or not, and an abnormal rhythm in the heart could all contribute to a second stroke. So what would you say to the person out there that has had a stroke or had a family member with a stroke? Do you think that many of them know their risk factors or they should really be aggressive in trying to find out if those problems that we just mentioned are risk factors? Yeah, I think that's extremely important. We talk about primary stroke prevention versus secondary stroke prevention. One is to know your risk factors so that the stroke never happens and you treat them aggressively The other is once you have a stroke, know why the stroke occurred so that you can prevent another one by, again, controlling those risk factors. And again, those risk factors really are high blood pressure, smoking, high cholesterol, diabetes, and then obesity and inactivity uh, carry another risk, mainly because they promote the other problems. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.